Good morning. George Watkins here on a Monday. Welcome. Thank you for coming by today, taking some time to go over and through some of the good word of God on a Monday morning. What a way to start the week. <clears throat> together in fellowship, together in faith, and encouraging one another in the ways of the Lord. Amen. Well, I want to talk about contagious viruses today. I'm going to talk about catching something. We've had a we've had an overabundance of information and some of it <laughs> like a fire hose on contagious stuff in these last few years. So I want to talk about the contagious things of God today. And before I do, if you haven't subscribed yet, you're welcome to do that, invited to do it. It's a help to us, and it will cause you to know we're back on again. If you hit that little bell next to the uh, subscribe on YouTube or Facebook, we'll let you know also. It's a joy to head into a new year, and already the second week of that new year, and things are gearing up and starting to cook in the natural, all the political, all the um, media blitz we get and the news that they throw at us. We must, <laughs> without fail, focus ourselves on God's promises. <clears throat> so let's start the week off with that today in the uh, area of contagious glory to be touched by God, to be infected by God, to be overcome by God until we become a carrier of the glory of God, a carrier of the glory of God. So what I want to do is I want to go into two spots, two snapshots. One of them is Moses in the wilderness with the burning bush, and the other one is Gideon in his hiding spot. He was hiding the wheat and thrashing the wheat in a secret cave somewhere so the Midianites wouldn't steal it from him, the enemy wouldn't steal it from him. So here we have the first snapshot is, is in um, Exodus 3, the burning bush. If you're a church person or have been exposed to Sunday school, you've heard the story about the burning bush. Now, Notice Moses is hidden. He's, he's, a, he's a hidden deliverer. He tried to do it on his own. He had a prophecy or a word from the Lord that he was going to lead the Israelites. Well, first thing he did was kill an Egyptian and bury him in the sand. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> so he's a hidden deliverer out there tending sheep and hiding in the wilderness of the desert. Along comes a burning bush. Now, if I understand it right, those that particular type of bush in that heat would, would explode in fire occasionally because of the chemical in the bush and the heat. But this bush did not burn, uh, consume. That's why Moses noticed it. He no doubt looked over there and he said, oh, another bush burning. But then he looked again, hey, that's the same bush. What's going on? 
that got his attention. The fire of God and the glory of God will always get our attention. Now, that glory can come in many ways. It can come subliminally with us with a um, under, you know, under the under the radar type thing where it, it's not explosive. It doesn't have an identification on it. There's no tag to it. We just know God did something glorious. Could be a just a, a, a feeling or it could be a, a thought or a dream, a mind, just something in your mind. I want to seek the Lord. Doesn't have to be a collision of glorious gospel services and firebrand preaching where you, you know, you can't sit in the seat. That's good. That's the, that's the, I like that. (laughs) Put it that way. But God doesn't always move like that. I'll tell you why. One reason is it scares a lot of people out. They just run out the door or run away from you. I remember the first wedding I ever performed. I suppose I was about 19 or 20, just had my license. And I was working at the shipyards in uh, Portland, waiting to be called to the nations, (laughs) go to the nations. And one of my shipyard workers wanted to get married. He heard I was a preacher. Of course, I've told him, I suppose. So he invited me to his apartment and him and his would want to be bride, you know, soon to be bride. I think they had a couple of witnesses and I stood in front of them. I think I preached to them and I started getting anointed and I got the Pentecostal bounce. You know, you got to keep, get rhythm. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I think they, I'm sure they were thought I was a kook, but we got them married. I've I calmed down a little bit since that in the weddings at least, <laughs> but I like the glory. Amen. Okay, the theme of this today is I got exposed to God, and now I'm contagious. All right, let's just take a snapshot of what we've been force-fed in the last years. Separation, hibernation. You know, covering over with things, being veiled over, all those things to keep us away from the uh, (laughs) that invisible thing they called a virus. All right, let's not go too far in the weeds with that thought, because there are differences of opinions, I'm sure. But I want to tell you what, most of it was built on fear. That's the only tool that the government and the big pharma and all the others have is to get us so fearful that we'll do we'll, we'll just obey. But I tell you what, after a while, fear gets a, a, a heavy burden, and and you begin to realize you're 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 rubbing bone to bone. It's hurting. There's nothing cushioning you anymore because you've been driven by fear, and you wake up and say, hey. Something's wrong here. What do you do? Like Asaph, we talked about that last week in Psalm 73. He turned into the house of the Lord, and that's where he found the answer. So I just want you to see these two exposures. Now, Moses turned, and he he went to the bush. 
He turned and he looked. So somewhere in your life, God will give you a burning bush, something to get your attention, something to draw your your uh, your spirit, your your emotions, your thoughts, your minds to the fact that God is speaking to you. And when you turn and pay attention to it, then the voice of the Lord spoke from that burning bush. Isn't that something? Then the voice of the Lord spoke out of that burning bush. In Exodus 3, I just wanted to read a couple of thoughts here. Now Moses, he was was in the the wilderness with his father-in-law, didn't even own his own sheep. And uh, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of the bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush was not burning. So Moses said, I must turn aside and see this marvelous sight while the bush is not burned up. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush. Now notice there was an angel appeared in the midst of the bush, and then God spoke and called to him out of the bush. Progressive visitation, progressive invitation We step one step, two step, three steps. Moses turned to look. He went over there. The angel appeared and God spoke. What's in your life now that's speaking to you? What is it that could be a burning bush? It just keeps coming back. It's like one of those birthday candles that they... A trick candle, you can't blow it out. <laughs> you you puff and you puff, and every time you blow it out, it comes back to life. Something in your your spirit, something in your in your dream life, something in your conversation keeps coming back. It could be you've had three prophecies in a row that are the same. It could be every time you open the Bible, you go to the same page. And the same verse. And you you say, what's this? Wow, how come I'm, well, it could be your burning bush. Go back to it, turn to it, look at it and say, oh, okay, Father, what are you trying to say to me? And he will speak to you out of that burning bush. It's, it's an amazing thing. When you get close to him, he gets really close to you. He's a hugger, by the way. God is a hugger. He loves to hug us. Okay, now look at at um, Judges six is Gideon. Now Gideon's hiding again. He's fearful. He's in <clears throat> he's in a hole or a cave hiding. And the angel of the Lord. Let's go over there to Judges six, and uh, in in uh, in this sixth verse. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Now it came to, to, to pass about uh, the sons. They cried unto the Lord in verse 6. They cried unto the Lord. Now here's a key, is crying unto the Lord. Now, not just, you know, complaining and boohooing in that sense, but, oh God, your word says, oh God, we, cr- we cry for justice. Bring righteousness to this, you know, that type of cry where you plead the cause and step out there and do the work that God's called you to do in prayer. 
the Lord sent a prophet. So the prophet comes and speaks the word of the Lord. Now, the angel of the Lord came and sat under an oak tree that was really close to where Gideon was beating out the wheat. <laughs> I like this. I can see this in video. <clears throat> Here comes some man, looks like a man. He was visible and he sat under the tree. <laughs> Gideon looks over there and says, who's that? What's he doing in my backyard or, you know, my, my pasture? I didn't, is he, is he spying on me? The angel <laughs> sits there and the angel appeared to him and said, the Lord is with you, O valiant man of God. Now here's, he's hiding. He's already told himself he's a loser. And he confesses that to the angel or to, to, to the father here, to, to, to the Lord in a minute. I'm the weakest of the weak, the lowest of the low, the poorest of the poor, the shortest. <laughs> you know, he just list. He had a list. I think he pulled it out of his shirt pocket and read it to him. He believed that. He believed there was no good stuff in him, but the angel of the Lord identified him as God saw him. Oh, thou man of valor, man or woman of valor. I'm speaking to someone this morning. Rise up in this thing, you woman and man, man and woman of valor. <clears throat> and the angel of the Lord appeared. Then Gideon said, he, all the complaints there. Now, 14, and the Lord looked at him and said, go. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, this is what I want to leave you with today is the word go. Most powerful word in the scriptures for us who understand the Holy Ghost is that word go. Jesus said to the blind man that he had just anointed his eyes, go wash in the pool. The prophet said to the, to the general that had leprosy, go wash in the Jordan River. <clears throat> Jesus said, as he ascended, go preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead. John the Baptist told his, his disciples when they came to ask him some questions that Jesus wanted to know. He says, go tell him that he, the, the, you know, the sickness and the gospels preached and people are repenting. That word go. When God tells you to do something and he says, go do it, he will provide, he will give you anointing, and he will give you miracle stuff. Now, if you, if you take some time to go into the sixth chapter there in, in Genesis and meditate upon it, you'll see a series of steps that Gideon took to, until he stood there with his group of 300 at, at the conclusion and won the battle in that supernatural miracle event. But it started in a cave where he was hiding. The angel of the Lord came, then God spoke to him, and he saw a miracle of the angel <laughs> went up in smoke, and then God spoke. Wow. Get in the glory, folks. Get in the glory. You say, well, how do I do that? Do I go to Brownsville or Toronto or, uh, you, know, you know, those hot spots? No. You go to your closet. And that's, that simply means a, a place that you know 
you can step in to the presence of the Lord. Could be Sunday morning where you go to church. Could be the prayer night, you know, Tuesday night or Wednesday night when you go to your group, wherever you can step in. And for me, it could be <laughs> my 41 Chevy parked down by the river, just me and God. I tell you that uh, there's more glory in that old car than in some prayer meetings. <laughs> anyway, don't pass that word around, okay? Now, <clears throat> Monday, get exposed and you will be contagious. And everywhere you go, you will effect, infect. <laughs> I know there's a difference in meaning and spelling, but I just want you to catch it. You will infect and affect and effect. Okay, three of them. Oh, glory to God. Well, it's easy to preach because the Holy Spirit does all the work and explains it and breaks it down and applies it and gives us the power to do what he's calling us to do. So I speak this word to you. Expose yourself to God and God will expose you to the world. Smith Wigglesworth said it this way. They asked him, how do you do it? How do you do it? You come into the crowd or the, into the room? Glory of God spreads out. He says, well, I just pray until I'm on fire. Then I go out and burn. <laughs> I just get anointed. I just pray until I'm on fire and I go out and burn. In the early days, I was preaching in Fresno, California to a great prophet and mentor of ours, <clears throat> Brother Thacker, and a great church there in, in Fresno. We're in the prayer room prepping, praying, getting ready. I, never, I have never forgot what he said to me. He said, okay, George, let's go to work. Now, I knew what he meant. We're going to step out on the platform and move in the Holy Ghost and see what God will do. So I'm challenging you today. Let's go to work. Let's see God's glory spread in your world. Amen. Well, thanks for stopping by. We bless you today on this Monday. Don't forget, do all the good things that help the internet. We appreciate it. And for those that have given us a financial blessing along the way, we thank you and bless you back. If God's nudging you to send us a gift right down there in PayPal or the address, you can do that. It helps us along as we're journeying on our road. Until tomorrow morning, may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may the fire of God be noticed by your neighborhood. In Jesus' name.